All right, and welcome to the Los Angeles Chargers podcast, the Sports East Los Angeles Chargers podcast. I don't even want to say the intro to this podcast today, um, or tonight, I guess, uh, with Brandon Furtado. How are you doing, Brandon? I'm good, Rob, and uh, to all the Chargers fans, hopefully, happy uh, Brandon Staley fired Eve. Brandon, I am, I've said many words about the Chargers on this podcast. Again, I literally can't even say the intro right. I am almost saddened. Because I've talked about this team being disgraceful, disrespectful. I've talked about the fact that Dean Spanos has to look in the mirror about this team. And I am, I kid you not, after one quarter, one quarter and five minutes, I texted you guys and said, and I quote, I'm done with this game. It looks like the Chargers offense have give, has given up. And I'm not talking about the players. I'm talking about Brandon Staley. I'm talking about that coaching staff. You had Easton Stick in your system for five years, and it almost felt like he didn't exist tonight. This entire Chargers staff today, particularly headed by Brandon Staley, gave up. Just gave up. And with this roster, that is awful. That is unbelievable. At least the Broncos, who got put 70 on their heads, are looking at a playoff spot right now. Obviously, this is much the reverse of that situation. This is ridiculously stupid. Brandon Staley is... I can almost guarantee you've gone by the, by the time we wake up tomorrow morning. If I'm wrong, I will lose my head. Uh, Brandon, this this coaching staff, spearheaded by Brandon Staley, gave up tonight. Not the players, the coaching staff gave up. And that was 100% evident. And that is one of the grossest things you can say in the National Football League. Go ahead. It's... It's just, it's just, it's just straight up negligence. It's not even like it's incompetence. It's negligence. Uh, I mean, I, I don't even know how to, how to even piggyback off what you said because of what you said is just, it's flat out the truth. It's, I've never seen such just like almost reckless abandon for a football team like, like, like this. It's. I mean, you saw in the players' faces when they were showing them on the sideline in the fourth quarter, and they were they they all had their their jaws were down to the floor, or they just you know had the biggest pouty faces in the world, um, like, and then Brandon Staley just sitting there staring into the abyss like he like he's like he's pissed and he you can see he's checked out like, my God, man, like it's you have a job in the NFL. Do you not take any pride in that? I mean, he clearly hasn't for for however long he's been the Chargers head coach at this point. Uh, he clearly doesn't care that he's that he's in the NFL, you know, making millions of dollars. Does does not care. Uh, does not want to care. Does not uh, really need to care because you know he's made his money, um, and that that he has no competitive fire within him. Um, neither does that coaching staff for that matter. 
uh, even Justin, look at Justin Herbert tonight on the on the sideline, uh, just watching that game. That's the most. De- listen, we've seen him depressed during Chargers games. He he looked like he was on the edge tonight. And he looked like he wants to go into Dean Spanos' offense and ask for a trade tomorrow morning. And he That's, should. He probably should. And he should. Seeing, after seeing what the heck that was tonight. And we, you know, <laughs> I mean, hey, and didn't we say each, we said we said the last time we did the show, you know, that the three pillars get worse? Well, they're the not three, worse. The three, if, pi- the three pillars don't exist, Brandon. They blew up in our face. Yeah, they they it's, it, 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 it imploded, Brandon. It's it's yeah. it, it, it's it doesn't even exist anymore. It's it's blown up. Yeah, it's it's hit rock bottom, like and actually deeper than rock bottom. It's yeah, it's completely gone because <laughs> one of the pillars was fire, Brandon Staley. That's gonna be that should be happening by 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 uh, the time we wake up tomorrow morning. By the time I wake up tomorrow morning, this I, I'll probably try to get out of this pod kind of quickly if we go fast. But yeah, it has to happen tomorrow morning. And yeah, knowing and knowing the Chargers, it probably won't. Like, there's part of me that goes, he'll be there next Sunday, right? He'll be there by this Sunday, right? Like, th- there's a shot that on Sunday he's still the coach. We're talking this I- Sunday. There's a shot. And if that's the case, I'm gonna lose my shit. I, I mean, their next game is a home game against against the Bills next Saturday. There's no way he should be there for that. First, first of all, if he is, now listen, you never condone. You know, I'm not condoning violence, but my God, if I'm going to that game as a Chargers fan, and I know that there's not, like, listen, I know Chargers fans. The many of them that, that have been there throughout the years are loyal, but there's not many of them to begin with anyway. But for the ones that are that have hung around this long, if you're going to that game, I mean, you shouldn't, but if you do, please, when that team's not to the team, but when you see him come on to the if he's if he's there, which he shouldn't be, but if he's there, boo the hell out of that man so they can hear you from outer space. Bro, I'm not even joking. I'm scared I'm going to freaking like uh what is it burp into the mic i'm drinking peach nectarine sparkling water and that's more interesting than what the chargers did today (laughs) like i i I, i'm sorry this is this is this is unbelievable man yes boo the hell out of him i can't believe i'm condoning this but it's 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 ridiculous the thing is i don't even want to look at easton six stat line i don't even think it's worth us taking that time i don't even like this is the this is the one time brandon where i would make an argument i don't think it's even worth us looking at statistics tonight it just isn't worth it no yeah i just i just can't believe that you you basically put this guy out there with reckless abandon and I, I've seen Easton stick in training camp. You and I have both seen his training camp highlights. You and I have both seen him in preseason. He can certainly be a serviceable backup quarterback. Yeah, I, I think part of the reason Brandon Staley gave up is because Justin Herbert's not on the field. Why is Easton stick your backup then if you don't even trust him to play four quarters of football? Why are you just throwing him out there like this? When I think he has a shot to at least develop into something capable, you've developed him from a third string to a second string. 
from a from a futures contract to a second string. How rare is that at the quarterback position nowadays? I I mean, don't don't tell me he can't be capable of playing football. I I just I, why is he even out there then? You got to you got to think about it too. It's funny because when you look at that quarterback, just that quarterback room in general, that's a pretty good quarterback room when you have Justin Herbert Easton Stick, and you have, oh, yeah, by the way, a Heisman Trophy finalist, you know, TCU graduate Max Duggan behind him. Yeah, so, and, and, by, and by the way, you have a guy in Easton Stick that has been in your system for five years. It's like he can't go out there and perform, at least to somewhat of a degree, and Shane, welcome in. In five years. I, I don't know who you're talking about, but I agree. Um, We're not talking about Braden State. We're talking about Easton Stick, uh, who has been in that system for five years shane what's your thought on probably the most disgraceful night in chargers history probably (laughs) i don't think you need a probably before that um i think we all know the answer to that yeah yeah you know not a good time to be a chargers fan or just a charger period um it's yeah, they just seem you can I mean you can just see it on everyone's faces, just how done everyone is. Um and not necessarily with each other, but seems more like with uh, their coach. <laughs> um whereas on the other side, the Raiders, you know, they seem fired up. They're all going to um uh, what's his name? Their their new coach. I can never remember it. Um, Antonio Pierce. There you go. Yes, I don't I don't know why, but anyways, yeah, they really bought into him. You know, it, it's kind of it kind of feels like Rich Bisaccia, but it's like they like him even more. Yeah, they like um, they like him more, and I think they should keep him. I mean, they should. Um, you know, when you put up 63 on a division rival, you'd be kind of stupid to just say, okay, well, yeah, we'll go get, you know, some other bum coach who's, like, failed at head coaching multiple times. Um, but, you know, in typical Raiders fashion, that's probably what they'll do. <laughs> uh, but who knows? Maybe not. I don't know. Um, but, yeah. No, it's... Uh, it just goes to show how coaching coaching matters more than people like to think. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if it's an offensive or defensive guy in charge. You know, we all think, oh, well, you need an offensive coach to be successful. Now, is it an advantage? Probably, yeah, but it's. I wouldn't say it's a requirement. Um there's still plenty of good defensive coaches. You just need a good offensive coordinator. That's fine. Every every good offensive head coach needs a good defensive coordinator. It's you know it's a two way street. And um, yeah, and especially you know when it's a when it's a former player and not just a former player, but a um, a relatively young former player. And, um, 
you know, not not to bring like race into things, but I was reading that you know a lot since the NFL is is three quarters black, it, you know, when it is when the coach is someone who looks like the majority of the players, that is also something that they like, you know, and so it has the same mentality as the players through that. Yep. Too. That they right. have a specific yeah. mentality that's very much like hard nosed and we're gonna play together and, and this is not yeah. necessarily being being a being racist or anything. That's just kind of the truth. That's, they look like them. Right. And, like and, them. and and it's not and with that I'm not saying that like, you know, white guys can't be coaches. It I just mean that um you know, a lot of guys relate more to a black coach. A, a, especially one who's a former player, um, which he is. And um, you know, he's kind of got that Dan Campbell mentality of just like, we're tougher than them. We want it more than them. So let's get it right. Um, and th- I mean, that's kind of what they need in Vegas right now because they- they've, <laughs> they've, um, they've had a rough couple of years in that organization. Let's just put it that way. Um, you know, between, I mean, going back to the John Gruden thing, that was just a giant mess. The fact that um, guys in the running for the Indiana head coaching job is ridiculous. I'm just kidding. Like, the John Gruden's in the running for the <laughs> University of Indiana college football job right now. That That's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, you know, dealing with the fallout of that and... You know, and the whole Henry Ruggs situation, which is, um, obviously that's, it's awful what happened and what he did, but, you know, at the end of the day, that guy, he's, he's still their brother, you know, and they, they are, they were understandably upset that he, A, that he did that, and B, that they lost him the way they did, essentially, you know, and then... Dealing with Josh McDaniels and that whole mess of a thing, and losing Derek Carr, your franchise leader. Yeah, it's just, it's a, uh, it's a lot. And you know, they kind of need a guy who is just like right now, who who's just gonna say, hey, you know, we we got this. <laughs> it's been tough, but. You know, and he has his whole philosophy. It's, I think it's a good thing for him, and I think they would be, they would be dumb to not keep him, at least for right now. Yeah, I would agree, Brandon. You would have expertise on on Antonio Pierce. You watched him play locally for the New York Giants, win a Super Bowl with the Giants uh, during that that uh, a couple miraculous ones against the Patriots, but I believe the first one that that failed seventeen and zero season for the Patriots. Um, what did you notice for him as a player growing up watching him and how that translated to him as a coach? Yeah, it's funny. As we were, as the second we started talking about him, uh, you know, every time I look at him on TV, all I think about is, yeah, him being a former giant, uh, him winning, you know, him winning his Super Bowl. Um, and, you know, people often forget, you know, like, you know, yeah, ever like after him, you had guys like Luke Keekley and stuff like that at the linebacker position that were, you know, putting up like damn near 200 tackles this season, things like that. But Antonio Pierce for years was a was a criminally underrated linebacker. 
Um, yeah. He, like, when I, I remember watching him play, he terrorized the Eagles. Um, I, <laughs> he was one of the guys, I'm like, damn, I can't wait till he retires. And then you got to um, deal with him as a head coach, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think we'd, we'd get to this point, but I, I you know, seeing him as a giant. And he's out of your division now. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. But, you know, I, I was going to bring up those same things. You know, he's young. He's He's got heart and fire. You saw that as a player. You're now seeing it as a coach. Um, The guy the guy is like a Dan Campbell. He gets, he gets everybody ready to play. Um. You know they'll run through a brick wall for him. I mean, he was one of the pillars on that on that on those you know those good Giants defenses at the time too. So of course I remember that as, as painful as that was for me. Um, but uh, but I mean you know he was a former Pro Bowler. Should have probably made more than one Pro Bowl in his career. That's how good he was. Um, you know he you know he really stood out as a player. Yeah, I mean he's still beloved in this area. But I know I see people walking around in Antonio Pierce jerseys to this day. Um, but, mm. but, uh, you know, so to see him successful in this role is just great. I mean, I, I hope, you know, they keep him. He deserves to stay like there's, there's nothing bad about the guy. Um, I mean, and like, you know, if they keep him, they, they can really turn that whole negative image of them around and of that organization around, I feel like, uh, and remember, you know, back when the Raiders were the the great Raiders, you know, way back when, they had that image of heart, intensity, physicality. You know, it was it was you know the black and silver. It, it really was, you know, this this team right now under him, and the way they're playing and how confident they're getting reminds me of of just what I've seen. You know, obviously I wasn't alive then, but from what I've seen from just that era, it reminds me of that. And I mean, I mean, you, you swung and missed on not keeping Rich Bisaccia. So this is your next best bet. You need to, it's almost like, like not even that you should keep him. You need to keep him. Um, because I mean, just he fits that culture so well. We talk about culture in the NFL as a head coach, as an organization. There's nobody that can embody what the Raiders used to be more than him right now. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you know, with him, you know, I mean, short and sweet. I'm I'm thankful that he hasn't terrorized the Eagles for a very long time. And uh, but as a coach, uh, I love the guy. He, he's he's fun to watch. I mean, hell, this is the guy we saw during the game tonight. They were up sixty three to fourteen, and he's yelling at his defense, like literally blowing out his throat. Yelling at them, telling them you better not let them score. That's that's the kind of head that's the kind of head coach I want on my oh, team. Yeah. And I and I love Sirianni. Sirianni is like that, but I but Antonio Pierce is a whole different animal. So, I mean, if there's anybody that that deserves to stay as a head coach and to to succeed in that role, it's him. Um, I I hope he gets it after this season, especially. And listen, we say after this season, but hey, they're like. If they if they keep going, they could they could somehow find themselves in the playoffs. I think somehow they're not dead yet. Um, they're not fully. Dead. Mean, possible. They're not fully dead, but you know, they're close. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, well, Craig, Craig, listen, crazier things have happened. So oh, yeah, you know. So I mean, hey, if you can, if you can, if he can instill that in his team, we can watch some good Raiders football. You know, it's crazy to even say that we can watch we can watch some good Raiders football the next 
couple weeks of hope provided they don't get you know they have another Vikings Raiders game like like last week. <laughs> um, but 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 I mean I think that's just yeah, an outlier. Yeah. I, I think that's just an outlier though. So I mean I wouldn't you know I hope they don't look at that game and be like oh that's why we're not bringing them back. It's like no, but this guy this guy fits the culture, fits what you want to do, fits what you should be doing. The players have bought in. There's nothing bad you can say about him. So he should be the head coach moving forward, and this guy 110% deserves it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I think that's it for this game. We actually went 20 minutes. I was not expecting that. Good job. Um, I'm, I'm glad we kind of did. 15, we, 15, went, like, we, went, we went 10 minutes. Well, yeah, we went like five minutes on the, on the ass chargers and 15 on the actual pretty good Raiders minus that game last week. Um, and, uh, you know, speaking of this movie, uh, the Chargers fans might be lost in translation throughout this week. And that is the movie we have chosen or Shane has chosen for his film academy for his film school for us this week. Lost in translation. Film academy. Film academy. You silly guy. Um, (laughs) lost in translation for 2003, uh, Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson. Uh, go ahead, Shane. Well, you know, this movie, um, I, <laughs> I wanted to pick this movie because it's, um, you know, it's one, well, I mean, a few different reasons. Um, first of all, it was... At an interesting time in both Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson's careers, um, where kind of reflects their characters in the movie a little bit, actually. Where you know, at that time, that's sort of when Bill Murray in relevancy sort of started to taper off just a little bit. Um, whereas Scarlett Johansson was just becoming a name, <laughs> and um. Which obviously she's not famous. Her character's not famous in the movie, but you get my point. Um, and I just think it's interesting how this movie is. I mean, it's kind of a love story, but like not in the typical sense. Biggest reason for that being that their their age difference. They're probably thirty years apart. Um, and it's not, but you know, it's it's not like a romantic love. It's just, it's more like, you know, the way that a, um, you know, an aunt, or sorry, an uncle and a niece would get along, or at least that's how I have always felt about it. And you know, I think having that being these two American people contrasted with being in Tokyo is a really interesting choice because, you know, normally when you think of love stories, no matter what kind of love story it is, you know, you think of Paris or Venice or, you know, all the, like, these romanticized places. Um, Which, by the way, I've been to both of those places. There's not much to romanticize. They're really dirty. They're really gross. But that's besides the point. Um, the point is, you know, most people don't think of Tokyo or, you know, someplace like that for a story like this, which is kind of funny because 
it's a perfectly fine place and it's you know it's really i mean i've haven't had the privilege of going there yet but i know a lot of people who have and they say it's like the cleanest most beautiful place you'll ever go and um you know and i felt like something that was interesting about this film is that it almost felt like the the city was a character because they yes you have these two people but so much of i think what makes it stand out is how they navigate this foreign landscape and just how lively it is and um you know it's kind of like they're in it together to sort of nav- sort of ride this storm if you know what i mean and um yeah i just thought that was unique um but what is what do you guys think? I, I could say a lot about this movie. <laughs> yeah, Brandon, go ahead. What What are your thought processes on this film? It's It's really funny because usually when we when we sit down and do, or when we even think about doing romantic comedy, like or even romantic comedy drama movies, you know, you think like super cheesy, super like you know polished, you know, very much, you know, kind of just silly and just not not really that great this i mean i can see why this has been called a modern classic i can see why this is you know for for 20 years like they, they still show this movie like this movie is for like romantic romantic comedy fans like what elf is for christmas fans so <laughs> yeah like i mean kinda. it's true yeah like like this like if you're a romantic comedy fan you have to watch this movie. Um I mean Bill Bill Murray is still Bill Murray. He's still funny as all hell in this movie. Um Yeah. You know, What's like it, it's you know Bill Murray could could make me laugh by reading the phone book. Um <laughs> <laughs> But it's true. But it's crazy because you know this, this was obviously you know early in Scarlett Johansson's career and like this you know I mean, what? She was what, like, eighteen, nineteen when they filmed she this. Was Seventeen when they filmed this. Seventeen, like that's that's just crazy. But that's wild. You know, especially for that being, you know, like that was like her big transition into like being a, like a real film star was this movie, and that's that's crazy. Can you imagine like your first ones? Like, I mean, like Bill Murray. Like people love Bill Murray around the world. Like even at that, like that, he, I mean, his legacy still goes on nowadays. And you see, like him showing up at random, like you know, random sporting events. They still show him on the board. People go nuts. So, you know, yeah. So, like, even, so if you go like that, that's twenty. That's twenty years from from when this movie came out. So can you imagine even twenty years ago, even though his star was declining, twenty years ago he was still more popular than even now. So, it, you know, but this movie is just. I mean, it's so everything about it is just really, really cool. Like, it's a different kind of love story, which is which is not. It's a good change in pace from from being kind of fed the whole, you know, girl next door or boy next door crap that we get. Um, yeah. Uh, but it's it's just, and it's also cool that it doesn't get creepy because obviously, you know, you would think in a movie like this, especially with their age difference. This easily could have taken a real like weird turn. I was um, waiting for it. I was waiting for yeah. it. It didn't happen. Thank God. But 
But yeah, but the fact that it didn't happen and they still made it seem romantic is really cool. Yeah. So like, like, uh, you know, it's just because that's such a fine line to straddle. So when you do it like that, that's impressive. Um, I mean, like it's, I mean, of course the background characters don't have a ton of significance in this movie. Um, you know, I mean, like, you know, they, they were just kind of just there just to be like showing, you know, kind of, I guess, more of a more st- like if you notice the two characters, both Scarlett Johansson's character and Bill Murray's obviously think deeper about life than the people around them, um, which is really nice. You know, that it's like because, you know, obviously you see, you know, you know, Anna Ferris in the movie, you know. Uh, Giovanni Rapisi is in the movie. Um, you know, those two, th- I mean, those are two great actors right there. They've done a lot of things in their career, even by that point. So, um, but to have them kind of be more superficial, shallow characters, you know, it kind of like it doesn't add a lot because their characters don't say a lot, like, don't have a lot to do, but they kind of do when you realize how they affect, especially the character of Charlotte. Um, but it's, I mean, just, I'm trying to like, it, the, I mean, I've seen obviously knowing what Tokyo looks like, because I'm a, I'm a Fast and Furious fan. So watching Tokyo Drift, I knew what <laughs> Tokyo, I've seen it. I like, I, I kind of knew the places that they were going to show in this movie as like a backdrop. Um, but man, like, it's just, it's, it's kind of crazy how, and it's, it's weird I guess in a way how I don't know why they chose to do this, but the, but the bar has a lot of significance in this movie. It plays a big part in this movie. Um, Cause I mean, obviously the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the bar is when they first, they first met, they first saw each other in the bar, right? Yeah. And I, I'm just going to interrupt you really quick with this. It's the it's the reason why is it's the Japan style bar. You know, like whenever you see like a Japan style bar in movies or even in video games for that matter, it's always this like really open space with someone singing or playing the piano, and they're just sitting there and drinking whiskey, and it's not like people are getting drunk. It's just more chill. Yeah. Where people can just walk up to other people's tables and talk. That was kind of I think the intention behind it. Because it adds to to the, what Shane said about Tokyo as a character, the bar plays into that. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I was trying to figure it out. Like I knew it had more significance than just being a setting, obviously. Um, but it's it's also you know it's also cool how how both the characters too. I mean, this also has to do with the age gap, so it's kind of obvious. But they both give each other new insights about life that they hadn't thought about before. So like, especially when they were both, when they were, when they were the one night when they laid in bed next to each other, when they both couldn't sleep and they were, and she asked them like, what's it like being married? How'd you make it that far versus, you know, her side of things being like basically a newlywed more or less. And then, you know, kind of also like, like, kind of helping her along to see things like obviously because she's just starting out in her life. Whereas she's helping him to kind of, I guess just 
enjoy life more and not be so tight and so so i guess you know just what's the word i'm looking for um i think uptight's pretty correct yeah like like you know he's he's not as like you know she yearns to kind of you can kind of see she kind of yearns to find herself and kind of be more of a free spirit where he is very much like set in his ways very you know he's, he's He's very, you know, one way, one way of thinking, you know, very kind of closed off. So, you know, it, it's kind of cool how both their characters are polar opposites in more ways than one, but they both just, well, they, a, a, they find common interest in each other, but they teach each other more about life than what they thought of previously, especially in a, a background like Tokyo, which is beautiful. But like this, this movie is kind of just like every, everything you want in a romantic comedy movie without being too over the top on the romance, not too over the top on the comedy and just a little bit of drama just to kind of make it compelling. This had that, this had all of it. So I can see why a lot of people call this a modern classic and see, I can see why critics call it a modern classic. Um, I mean, the, 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 fun, the funniest scenes for me is any of the scenes where, I mean, it's only like what, two or three where, Bill Murray's character of Bob is promoting the whiskey or trying to do like the photo shoot for the whiskey. Um, you know what? It, you know, Brandon, you're, you're, you'll get a kick out of this. You know what it reminded me of? Connor what? doing proper 12. Oh, Jesus. You know, you know yeah. how like weird his proper 12 ads are where he's just drinking? Yeah. That? It's so similar. Yeah, yeah, like the proper number 12, Irish whiskey. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. That's, yeah. God, I like but the thing is, like, alcohol commercials usually aren't like that. But when you get like whiskey, like you have like you know the Dos Equis thing, like you know, stay thirsty, you know, like you know, most interesting man in the world. Or you get like uh, stay thirsty, you know, when, my friends. You know when they did the when they did the James Bond thing with Daniel Craig right before No Time to Die came out, same way. So it's cool to do it that way, but it's also cool because you know. Obviously, Bill Murray's character doesn't understand Japanese, <laughs> so it's kind of funny to see the kind of cultural and language barrier there. But yeah, this movie is definitely one that I could, you know, kind of just, I guess, really, really just understand, you know, like the choices they made. If I watch it again, I'll really understand it. Cause I mean, I understood it kind of, it, it's, and the good thing is it's not a movie that makes you think too much. It makes you think about, you know, kind of like what that relationship is and how they feel about things in their own respective lives. So, but it doesn't make you think to the point where you're like, I'm kind of lost of what, to what this movie is supposed to be. So, you know, that, that's a good thing. The good thing is this movie doesn't go, go on too long. Cause some romantic comic drama, especially these days go on for more than like two hours. This one was an hour forty, or really without the without the credits, it's like an hour. It's an hour thirty five, so it's it goes by quick. Um, and it wasn't boring. Like it, like usually, usually these kind of movies really bore me, but this one just it didn't. Um, but God, this was, and that's crazy. This movie was only apparently only shot in a span of twenty seven days. Yeah, that's wild. That's that would never happen nowadays. That's fast. Um, oh, it would. Yeah. Well, yeah. But he was like, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Whiplash was, was shot in nineteen days. Yeah. That's yeah. Impressive. 
Well, it wasn't. A, well, it wasn't a big budget. I'm thinking of more big budget movies. This wasn't a big budget. Um, but it is. It is rare. Yeah. You know, because usually they take what about a, a few months, something like that. Yeah, so, like sixty to eighty. Yeah. So yeah. So, you know, to do that is pretty uh, interesting. I also found out because I, I remember I went, uh, real quick. I went back and and kind of I went to the Wikipedia uh, before right after I watched the movie, and um, basically everybody on the film set, well, especially uh, uh, Sofia Coppola, she wanted to use as much available light as possible. So everything wanted to be. She wanted to keep everything as natural as possible, which was nice. Because, I mean, obviously, you know, you don't see a lot of that. You see a lot of sets. You see a lot of, you know, artificial light, things like that. You know, they really made use of their space. They made use of their, obviously, their surrounding area. Um, they made use of the city, all the things like that. So that was a really good idea, I think. Um, but, yeah, I, I there's not much more I can say. This movie, I don't think that, like, there wasn't, a, I don't think there was anything I changed about this movie. I this is probably gonna be my closest to a ten out of ten we get all year. Um, it's up there for I, me. It's gonna be. It's this is gonna get really hard. Yeah. Now we gotta. Now, of the year. This yeah. is getting really hard now, and we're not done. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna say yeah. This is definitely like just to finish it. This is a nine and a half out of ten. So yeah, I'll throw it up at a nine for me. Um, okay, so. <laughs> kind of ironic that we kind of waited a little bit to do this movie because do you guys know what this week is and what movie's coming out on the 22nd of december anyone but you yes anyone but you and the reason i bring that up is they (laughs) they're in the press for being like we saw the rom-com we brought the genre back i'm like ugh. No, I'll believe it when I see it. You're just two hot people on a desert and basically creating a movie that's as close to porn. On a beach. On a beach, creating porn in the most possible, in the most impossible way possible that you can do in a movie theater. And by the way, this is a Sony movie. What do you expect? And I'm sitting there going like, yo, have you guys seen this movie? Have you guys seen uh, Lost in Translation? That's how you make a rom-com, guys. Don't just throw two hot people on a beach. Make them have as close to sex as possible on screen and think that's a good rom-com. No, it's boring. Oh, God. This is the exact type of rom-com we don't see in this day and age. We see stuff like anyone but you all the damn time. And therefore, to me, uh, sorry, I was just going to say, like, therefore, to me, that's what makes it not feel like a rom-com. It just feels like, you know, a good love story, kind of. Yes, but, but anyways, but to piggyback off that point, Shane, that's the problem with rom-coms in this day and age. They just think it's all about, you know, sexual tension and stuff like that when it's, when that's not really, I mean, it can create good storytelling depending on what it is, but if you're looking at a proper rom-com, it shouldn't be about constant sexual tension, you know, two hot people on a beach or whatever it is kind of thing. 
it should be about, hey, we're going to create a story that's unique, that's love between two people that feels really genuine, regardless if it's romantic in, in a sexual way or not. I feel like that's what we're missing in the rom-com genre is a movie like Lost in Translation. I think that's part of why it's a classic because it is a rom-com that's, as you said, not fully a rom-com, but it's not a rom-com in the traditional sense of this era of rom-coms. It's a way better version of that. And I think I'm, I'm glad we did this on the week Anyone, Anyone But You comes out because I'm like, the, Anyone But You is an example of why I'm this why I just don't really want to watch rom-coms these days well lost in translation is a perfect example of how a proper rom-com should be done and not for yeah. nothing not for nothing but Glenn Powell who's the obviously the co-star in this movie uh does anybody know what his next movie is no what I don't think it? so it's a remake of Twister Oh heavens! And Why? Yeah. So after after this movie comes out, then uh, next year, apparently in July, we are getting Twisters, so the sequel to Twister. Oh my god! And and yeah. Sandy Sweeney's doing Madam Web, which I don't know if you guys seen that trailer. I thought the trailer was pretty interesting, but that poster is one of the most disgusting posters I've ever seen. Yeah, it's not great. Have Have you seen the poster for Madam Web, Shane? No. Uh, I'll I'll send it in the chat. I want your reaction of this poster. I genuinely think Marvel kind of sucks at posters. Oh, but not Sony, gonna lie, but Sony's the worst. Sony makes bad movies <laughs> and bad posters. Uh, Shane, what's your reaction to that? It's in It's in Where our chat. Is it? It's in our chat. Oh. Oh boy, that's yeah, that's that is stupid. <laughs> uh, hmm. I also, I, also, I, I just, I don't like the fact that like this movie could be well done, but and I know it's obviously part of, Sp- of Spider-Man universe, duh. But I mean, the worst universe God. ever created. Yeah, like, but like Spider-Man doesn't need his own universe. I mean, I know he has one, but he doesn't need it. I'm, I'm going to be honest. We, we, this is the Sony Spider-Man universe, and we haven't seen the Spider-Man in the universe yet. We've seen a <laughs> spider we, What we've seen, the closest thing we've seen is a normal, is a Spider-Man villain, which, by the way, I've done research. He is a Spider-Man villain dressed in, like, a very comic accurate for the villain Spider-Man suit. Okay. Um fine i do i do agree though or i am i i shouldn't say i agree i am part of the camp that tom holland is the spider-man for this universe somehow some way um but minus that uh lost in translation is the right way to make a rom-com versus movies like anybody anyone but you uh just yeah like jones also notice how like in a lot of not a lot in like every rom-com ever or just romantic movie. It's always the the dialogue that drives the story forward. But yeah, in this movie, there were a ton of instances where the camera really told a lot of the story. Yeah, like every time they're at the bar, did you ever notice the the background of the city behind them? Totally blurry. Can't see a thing. 
And that's like, you know, you might just think, oh, well, you know, it's a, uh, they probably didn't mean to do that. No. Everything that happens in a movie is done for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because there are so many people involved and everything is double and triple checked. It was like that for a reason, you know, and it's like, well, so what is the reason? And, you know, my, my feeling is that the world around them that they're in, you know, where they don't feel like they, they feel like they're outsiders kind of, um, in this foreign country. It's like, it's just all blurry. Like they don't understand it. They can't really see their way through it. But then when they're with each other, everything's clear. Yeah. I think that's um, the interpretation of it. You know, a lot of, I just, a lot of details like those that you don't usually get in, <laughs> in these kind of movies. Um, that's, you know, that's just one of the things that elevates it for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I wish, wish we would get more movies like that. Uh, instead we have anyone but you and licorice pizza. Uh, yeah, literally. That's a fake gag, but any, like, licorice pizza was disgusting. So bad. Yeah. And anyone but you? I felt like... Anyone but you? I will watch it before the end of the year, and it will be in my end of year ranks. Or no, I won't watch it before the end of the year. It will be in my end of year ranks when it comes out on VOD. Because I'll watch it, but I probably think I'd kind of be grossed out by it. I have very low hopes for it. Let's put it that way. Same same here. Just from the trailers and the press and whatever... Uh, yeah, the press is more interested to see if they they're just... dating versus the actual movie. That's a that's a great way to sell a movie. I uh, yeah, I'm gonna be honest though. Like, I never thought she was that great of an actress. I I I like her as an actress. Maybe I'm just like, a hater. Well, but... I, watching her in Euphoria, she's incredible. I just think I just think that the movies that she's doing is not indicative of who she is as an actress. I just don't think they are. Like, I don't know. Mm, a movie, I mean, a yeah. Movie, a movie about sex appeal, a superhero movie. Why? I, I don't know. Compared to what she's done in Euphoria, it's uh, it's definitely a departure. Uh, that's kind of my thought on on Sydney Sweeney at the moment. Um, anything else before we uh call it a night? Do we get to go off on uh? On the NFL potential rule changes, <laughs> uh, Ugh, I've kind of no. put some of them on. I don't there. have the energy for that. The, the, <laughs> can we? Can we? Can we do that on Sunday? Because I feel like there's gonna be. Some yeah, because the world, the world, the world's not ready. The world's not ready for for what I'm gonna say. Because because here's here's why I'm saying we should save it till Sunday. Because nothing really dumb happened with the refs tonight because the game was so awful. Something dumb is going to happen with the refs on Sunday, and it's going to give us a reason to talk about it. Does that is that a fair <laughs> assumption? Yeah. Uh, yeah. God, so, that's going to be that's going to be uh, that's double gonna be double awful. duty. Oh, Lord. 
That's going to be double duty on Sunday. Oh, uh, let's quickly do uh, games of the week and uh, and pot cookies uh, before we do go uh, for the day. Um, let me look up the NFL coverage map. So we cannot pick the three games on Saturday. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. There are Saturday games as a triple header on NFL Network. The first two are pretty good. Or no, the first two are pretty ass. The third one's pretty good. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, oh, my God. Jets, Dolphins, Jim Nance, and Tony Romo are there, apparently, this week. That's great. So we can't do Jets, Dolphins, nor that we would do that. Uh, and then... The- Can we just pick, like, two, like... Should we just pick, like, two games this week instead of picking three? Because there's so many games that we can't do. Yeah, no, we're going to... We're gonna do. We're gonna do. Yeah, we're gonna do. Uh, yeah, we're we are gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do two. Um, and nationally televised on Fox, Cowboys Bills, pretty much for Fox. That's their only late game. So uh, there we go. So go Bills. <laughs> all right. So let's. Yeah. So we're only gonna pick two uh, because. And I think we're only going to pick two for mostly the rest of the year since we have a lot of games on Saturdays uh, over the course of the next few um, weeks because of the famous Idaho Potato Bowl on Saturday. <laughs> um, so so we got so Saturday we have Vikings Bengals, okay, Steelers Colts. Uh, and Broncos Lions is your nightcap. Broncos Lions is going to be worth it. We can't pick Jets, Dolphins, nor that we would, or Cowboys, Bills, as well as Ravens, Jaguars is your Sunday night game this week, which mm. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, and then obviously Eagles, Seahawks. Uh, you guys got to think about a bet. We'll announce it on Sunday for Eagles, Seahawks, because um, we just want to do like a playful bet for that game. Um, yeah. You know, we live in the Seattle area. Shane and I. Shane, you can be on Brandon's team if you'd like. I'm totally down for that, um, and obviously Brandon is an Eagles fan, so we'll we'll do something for that because it's not worth doing a Chargers bet this year. We'll do it another year. Um, <laughs> Why? That's torture. Um, okay, guys. So, so. Something, something, something fun and harmless. So, like, uh, how about the loser has to run into their city and strip naked and run around? <laughs> uh, we'll we'll figure it out on. Sunday. Oh wait, sorry. My response. Uh-huh. I, I didn't mean I didn't mean to say that. Um, um all right, guys. I, I I hate betting on my Eagles, but but that see now play, that's not playful. That's how I get arrested and the show ends. <laughs> uh, no, the show won't end. We'll just continue without you. God. I'll be doing it from jail. But I'm but I'm but I'm glad you think you're so important. I'm yeah, I know. From jail, bro. This is I'll be doing from jail. Don't worry about it. <laughs> this is what happens when the Chargers suck. We get delirious on a Thursday night. Um, yeah, what's new? What's new? Yeah. Um, all right. Games of the week. All right. Guys, what do you got? Damn. Mm. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. Uh, actually, I got, actually, it's pretty. It's pretty easy. I got my two. Uh, what do you got, Brandon? Uh, mine, mine are pretty straightforward. Uh, Bucks, Buckers, Buccaneers, Packers. Um, yeah, I was going to say that as well. You know, Bucks are still in play for the division, obviously. Um, 
Are they wait? Are they winning the division? Who's winning that division they're, right now? They're winning um, the division. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm like, Jesus, that division's awful. I don't know who the hell's winning it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Falcons. Uh, yeah. No, so yeah, no, no. nobody's winning that division. But that, that, yeah, it's but that division, that division's still up for grabs, and the Packers are obviously what are they in a wild card or they're making a push? So, uh, and, they, and they've been playing better balls of late. I mean, they just lost the Giants, but they're still playing better balls of late. Uh, so that's number one. Um, wait, is it number one? Yeah, it's number one. And then my number, my number two. Oh, it's 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 the only other somewhat decent game, I guess you could say, because the other ones are either we can't pick them or they're just trash. Um, so I'm picking. Damn, actually, there's no there's one I could pick, but I'm gonna pick. Nah, give me Texans Titans for two. So so here's um, so here's my response to Texans Titans. Davis Mills is gonna start. Oh God! So does, that change, does that change your mind? Absolutely. Because because um, right now CJ Stroud is still very much in concussion protocol. Yeah, like I thought. Mills. Yeah, I thought he'd clear it. No, I don't think he no, will. He's not um, clearing it. God damn! All right. Uh, then well, then it gets simple. Then uh, give me Bears Browns. Um, I was gonna do. Bears, I was gonna do those exact two because I love Joe Flacco. Yeah. And I watch it. Yeah, because because you got you got to believe in in uh, in Joe Flacco at this point. Um, I mean, he's coming up what back to back three hundred plus yard games. Um, well, he's guys, the guy for a reason, according to everybody. You know, so I mean, I mean, their their defense is still pretty damn good. Uh, they're eight and five for a reason. Um, and the Bears somehow, some way, because the the bottom of the NFC is so trash, they are one game out of a playoff spot. And and they still are in play for the number one pick. Get the oh, this is so dumb. The NFL this year is so dumb. Um, but yeah, those, those would be my two. Yeah, Bucks Packers because I'm and both games still have a lot on the lines. But Bucks Packers and Bears Browns are my two. Uh, Shane, do you agree with those two? I think so. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, uh, uh yeah. I'm mean, just looking at the rest of them. It's like division rivalries of teams that are probably out of playoff contention, and um, and then you know a bunch of games that feel like they'd be played in Germany, um, <laughs> or Brazil, Brazil. Oh no, Brazil yeah, no, like like Commanders Rams. They that's totally a Germany game. Like <laughs> that's a because we just. No, I mean, we like, what is it with the NFL giving them like the worst games ever? Are you know, are they just like, oh, you're so nice to host us in your country? Yeah. Okay, well, here's a crap game. Thanks for World War II. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, or is, I mean, I don't know. Like, oh anyways. Um, here's, a, here's a crap game. And then for London, here, here, here's all for the Jaguars fans in London. There you here's go. The, yeah, here's the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, you, you make their cars, right? Or wait, different Jaguar. Um, <laughs> um, uh, let's do pot cookies. There's a lot of options. Again, everything's kind of on the table for pot cookies. So what do you guys got? I've got double Heather's Falcons. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's, I, you can go triple pot cookies on this damn thing. <laughs> Just pick um, one. 
By the way, by the way, by the way Brandon, we're, we're getting close. Santa Claus is coming to eat the pot cookies. We're, we're getting close here. Oh, God. Nin- Niners Cardinals, that'll be uh, a slaughter, too, probably. Oh, Niner, Niners, Cardinals. That's so funny. One of my friend, one of my friends is a Cardinals fan, and believe it or not, I didn't realize that, that there was that there was Why? one of them. I don't, don't ask me. Why are you friends I, with a Cardinals fan? I do you realize I live in a place they're miserable people. Every <laughs> well, I mean, not not him, but well, that's good. Um, but I mean. Well, because here's the thing, you know, he he because he's a Cardinal fan, but he's used to misery, so he just. But me and him are are both Devils fans, so we we commit, we you know, we commiserate on that one. Um, no, all right. But and also, he's been he's been friends. He was next door neighbor. He is next door neighbors with one of my best friends, and he's been since like kindergarten. So, um, so he's one of my friends. He is a Cardinals fan. He, I mean, I I saw it already, but he showed me their path to the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, the, the, the CB, the, yeah. The, 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 the CBS research team on a random Wednesday was like, "We're bored. We're How bored. about we see the Cardinals playoff chances?" And it was one of the oh. best things all week. If you guys haven't seen it, yeah. So he's obviously the funniest he's... part about that. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, was, I was just gonna say the funniest part about that post was at the at the very end they said that's not the only way they can get in though. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I love the CBS research team was bored at a noon lunch meeting and they're just like, "Hey, what about this?" <laughs> this is they why was... they're my favorite NFL team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They would need the sun to to explode and for Earth to stop rotating on its axis for the Cardinals to make the playoffs. But but he's like he's like oh yeah he's like you know because he I mean he's, he was just faking you know his hype just to, to you know to make me laugh. He's like yeah let's go Kyler let's go beat them. the one of the best defenses in the NFL let's go <laughs> leaving you. Um, speaking of, speaking yeah. of that, guess the line Niners Cardinals. Oh Lord. Cardinals <laughs> minus twelve. Ding 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 ding. Yes, sir. Not uh, Cardinals minus Niners twelve. Lines. Niners minus twelve. Or sorry, that's that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, Niners minus twelve. There you go. Although Car- ding, although ding, Cardinals ding, minus ding, twelve ding. is hilarious. <laughs> Cardinals minus twelve would be hilarious. That 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 would be Vegas on the best homegrown crack. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, Niners minus twelve is the correct answer. Um, so is that your guys' pot cookies for the week, Niners Cardinals? Not, well, that's, no, that's not mine. My, oh, I, I could pick it. I could easily pick it. But the thing is, if the pot cookies for me has to be between two just awful teams. <laughs> so, not, so not, you know, so the Niners are a good team. I'm not going to throw them in there. Same thing with the Chiefs yeah. Patriots. I could pick Chiefs, listen, Chiefs, Chiefs Patriots. I mean, Chiefs have a good record, but they're a crap team. Um, but... God, yeah, my oh lord! See, I could put the Falcons in there, but technically they're tied for the damn division because it sucks so bad. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, speaking of that, uh, I, I want to also play this game. Uh, guess the line: Falcons, Panthers. Good lord! Falcons got... minus five. No, I'll say I'll go. I'll, I'll say Falcons minus six. Falcons minus three. Jesus. Oh, my All God. Right. The yeah, Falcons yeah. are in a playoff uh, spot. Yeah. God. 
Nah, you know what? Uh, oh, no, I know the pot cookies. Oh, I know the pot cookies. It's got to be Giants Saints. <laughs> but they're both going for a playoff spot. I don't don't care. I don't <laughs> care. The, 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 the Giants are going to score like a, the Matt. Giants are and they got the Mafia man. boss Tommy DeVito. Tommy yeah. Yeah, but here, here's the problem there. Tommy DeVito... I mean, the Giants are realistically, realistically going to win that game, what, like 20-17 to 17 because Derek Carr can't throw a football? Um, yeah, my Derek Carr so, takes have not aged well. Yeah, so yeah. De- I mean... Well, Your NFC of- South takes in general have not <laughs> aged well. <laughs> no offense. Like, no, it's, <laughs> it's fact. No offense taken, it's fact. I mean... We all, we all, we all have them. But see, I, I never... I never, I never, ever, ever would have had a hot take on the NFC South. If I, if I, <laughs> I had, and I had two. No, I had three because I said the Falcons oh would make the playoffs. I had three. And they still they could. And they still, and they still I said the Falcons might make the playoffs. Quote, might. And they still actually might. This, this is ridiculous. This, this football season is ridiculous. <laughs> so, most but, of the conferences have been mid, by the way, especially if you look at the record. So... Uh, Gi- Giants Saints is your pick, Brandon. Yeah, it's got to be. I, I could pick Falcons Panthers, but but I mean, I'm done beating up on the Panthers this year. We we know they suck. <laughs> like I, I don't even want to throw. They they've become what the Cardinals are we're, for the for like supposed to be. They become what the Cardinals are supposed to be. Um, oh, Shane, God. what do you got? Or which game? Yeah. I totally lost track. Uh, no, for Pockies, what do you have? What's oh, what's oh, right? um, we're so uh, we Pan- so Panther, Pan- Panthers, Falcons. Fair. Um, God. Um, yeah, Jets, Dolphins. I saw it once. I don't want to see it again. Thank you. And by the way, I don't want to see it again. Yet that's the number one CBS game. Oh my lord! Oh, oh barf. Barf. Um, I don't even want that. I have to watch that. That's this area. Oh my god! We might have it in, in Washington here too. Um, oh no! Yes, the line Cowboys Bills. Oh lord! Hmm, that could be interesting. Cowboys minus six. Damn. Uh, it can't be high. I'm gonna say because it's in Buffalo. The home team is going to be freezing in Buffalo. And the home team usually gets like, they usually get spotted three points. So it's already like at a minus three for the Bills. But how the Cowboys have been playing, uh, damn, I'm going to say Cowboys minus five. Damn, you were on the right track, Brandon. It's Buffalo minus two. Damn, really? <laughs> Interesting. That's, I mean, let's go, Buffalo. Come it's on. actually weirdly Buffalo minus two. Clearly, clearly the national the the national betting people in Vegas don't really think the Cowboys are that good, which is fair. Uh, Ravens Jaguars Sunday Night Football. Yes, the line. Ooh, that's gotta be almost. That's gotta. Ooh. That has to be close to a pick'em. I was gonna say like Ravens minus three, probably. Yeah, I'm gonna go with another minus four. I'll say Ravens. Ravens minus four. Good job. Ravens minus three and a half. I, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is healthy enough. 
I I honestly think the no. Rams are going to smack yeah. them. Um, Eagles Seahawks guess the line for Monday Night Football. <laughs> I don't even want to. Have you seen oh, it, Brandon? Lord. Have any of you guys seen this line? No, I okay. actually haven't. Okay, uh, perfect. And and somehow I think it's closer than to be expected. Um, because I mean, shit. If if if, if Bills Cowboys is Bills Eagles minus two, nine. Eagles <laughs> minus nine. Thanks, thanks, thanks for the confidence, but I'm not there. Uh, You're welcome. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, screw it. Get, get, oh, Jesus. Uh, do they know who's playing quarterback? Uh, Gino. Oh crap! <laughs> I thought it wasn't confirmed yet. No, it's Gino. Gino's getting healthier, and he'll be fine by Monday. From everything I'm hearing, it's going to be Gino. Oh, Damn DK, it. DK going Damn for a it. buck fifty and two TDs in the first half. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Give me, oh, damn it. Give me Eagles minus five. Just rip the band aid off. Eagles minus three. Oh, that was close. Somewhat. Yeah, I knew, I knew it'd be, I knew it'd be somewhat close because I had no faith in my football team after the last two weeks. And uh, with and, that... and 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 we haven't beaten Seattle in 15 years in Seattle, mind you. And uh, so, and, and with that, who's excited? haven't beaten them in 15 years, period. <laughs> um, and and with that Sorry. said, who's excited for the day before Christmas Eve? Bills Chargers on Peacock next week. <laughs> and that is Peacock. Bills minus 17. When well, the Chargers have their uh, interim head coach, yeah, give me, give me, yeah, that, that's got you like that, that's Bill, that, that's got Bills minus fourteen written all over it. Here's our Christmas schedule next week: Saints, Rams, Thursday night. Yeah, uh, next. Okay, not great. Uh, Bills, Chargers, Sunday, Saturday night on Peacock. Saturday afternoon on NBC is Bengals, Steelers. Thoughts on that? Um, nah, nah, that's a division well, game. Yeah. And Jake Browning. And sa- Sunday night football, technically, it isn't technically considered Sunday night football because it's it's on NFL Network. Uh, because, you know, Christmas. Uh, for Christmas Eve, we got Patriots Broncos. No, thank you. Take it back. Throw it in the fire. Done. No, Let's no. ride. Oh, Broncos fans, please, please. If I, I don't, I really want to see you guys some just make the playoffs with that. So just finish off Bill Belichick and call it a day. How about Christmas Eve, though? We got Raiders Chiefs, we got Giants Eagles, and we got Ravens Niners. Is that Eve or day? I thought Eagles Giants was Christmas Day. That's day, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Eve, Ravens Eve, Niners is my... Ravens Niners is my current Super Bowl prediction, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, that's that's everybody. That's been everybody's Super Bowl prediction since like week seven. Oh, because so. cause of because of the because of the lining of the, you guys seen that right? Yeah, because yeah. of the way that the, the color the yeah the color lines up for the numbers. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. no one, no one's too good to be true for my birds. Yeah. So. Next, by the way, next week, guys, just for you guys to know. So we're going to record on Sunday. We're going to record on Monday. 
So that's the rest of the week. And then Christmas, we are recording on Christmas Day. Yeah, after after Tommy DeVito throws up 300 yards and five TDs on my Eagles defense. So so we're not recording on the 21st. We're not recording on the 23rd. We're not recording on the 24th. We're just recording on the 25th. Uh, and then I'm not sure what we're doing for New Year's yet. I, I actually don't know. Uh, so we'll, we'll figure that out uh, when we get there. Uh, but yeah, so that's our schedule. So we're recording Saturday. Or excuse me, we're recording Sunday. We're not recording Saturday. We're recording because the games aren't that good on Saturday. We're recording Sunday. And on Sunday, we'll recap Saturday and Sunday. And then, obviously, Monday, uh, we'll do a pod for Eagles Seahawks. And then we will not see you again until the 25th for a Christmas Day special. Make sure to bring your pod cookies and Santa Claus along for that one because that's going to be pretty fun. People are going to miss us for a week. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be quite a long week. Well, thank you, Shane. Thank you, Brandon, and I'll see you both on Sunday. Yes, sir. Take care, guys. See you. All right, welcome to the Sports Ethos Los Angeles Chargers podcast. We are recording this on a Sunday after both the head coach and the GM got fired. Well, kind of woo. Kinda, yeah. I, after watching the, the disappointment that was that team, um, you know what else has been disappointing, Brandon? Uh, Trevor Lawrence's play after the injury still definitely looks hurt tonight. Yeah, he's he's definitely hurt, still hurt. You can see it. I mean, he's not, you know, he's trying to be mobile, but you can see it's just it's not there. You uh, I mean you can see just anytime he tries to extend a play. It's, it feels like it's doomed. Uh, I mean, he's been taking, you know, he's the past two weeks, he hasn't taken a couple hits while trying to play through it, which doesn't help. So, you know, they got, they got to keep winning games to, you know, kind of hold their playoff positioning or, you know, try to at least, you know, it's going to, it's going to come, it's going to be real tight down the stretch, but, you know, doing this while being hurt. And then this team just not having any semblance of, you know, I mean, the defense wasn't terrible tonight, but they weren't great. Uh, the offense in general just can't. And I mean, you know, he when that offense goes, it's because he's going. And right now, it's it's not it's just not working, and it's it's getting real ugly real fast. So, I mean, I don't know what they got to do to to fix it because at this point, you really can't rest them a week because you're in week fifteen already. So. I mean, this is going to, you know, if that ankle doesn't get right somehow, some way, where we're in for kind of a kind of an ugly finish to the Jaguars' regular season. Yeah, and potentially playoffs going forward. Shane, how do you feel about Jacksonville and Baltimore here as we're recording with about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter? Yeah, you know, it's um, it's gonna, yeah, I feel like the end of the season is going to be a, a bit of a rocky landing here for a or a bumpy landing, whatever you want to call it, for Jacksonville. Uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence, high ankle sprain. That's usually you know what four to six weeks out, and yeah, he had four zero. To six weeks, yeah, he had none. Um, yeah, and he's what two weeks removed from it now. So, um, so yeah, he definitely should not be. A hundred percent. I don't know how he's even playing, quite frankly. Um, 
you know, perks, I guess. But um, that's besides the point. <laughs> when, <clears throat> you know, when you look at the Jags, I'm sure they'll still make the playoffs. I just, you know, I, I'm not, and maybe even win this division. I'm just not super confident in them when, you know, you have teams like uh, Baltimore, who they're playing right now, or, you know, if Buffalo keeps playing like they did today, or, you know, wherever that came from, um, you know, Cincinnati, they're on a roll, kind of. You know, there's they're going to have some competition, especially going to some cold weather places, probably. And, um, yeah, it'd probably be, probably be tricky. And Ravens, I mean, you know, they're just continuing to show why they're, why they have the best record in, in the AFC. Uh, I mean, they, you know, they put it together on all three phases. And I think what's really made the difference for them this season, as opposed to the last few is, um, you know, Lamar Jackson has always been the whole thing of, like, he runs way too much, but then when he, you know, throws to the pocket too much, he's not as good, and then, you know, I think this year they've really found that balance with him of running, not just for the sake of it, but to a point where it's effective, and then being able to pass, not necessarily, you know, lights out, but just at least keep the ball moving, keep the game going. Um, I think that's, to me, that's the biggest difference uh, between, you know, like this year and last year, the year before with the Ravens. <clears throat> and uh, I mean, just, you know, having more receivers in general is helpful. Imagine that. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, I mean they don't, you know, they don't have any like elite receivers, but I don't think they really need any in just for the type of offense they run. I mean, it would help, but it's not like as necessary as some other teams. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with them. Where are you at with Baltimore, Brandon? See, I like I like what they're doing. Uh I mean, it's still not perfect, but then again, no team has been perfect this year. Uh, yeah. You know, so, you know, they're getting there. I mean, yeah. they're not <clears> – <throat> I mean, what I saw tonight is just – I mean, you know, Trevor Lawrence is hurt, but for Baltimore, it's like, I, you know, they, they kind of just took advantage of that and, you know, the fact that really Jag, you know, the Jags can't do anything if he's not healthy. So, you know, this is kind of one of those games. It's like it didn't show me a whole lot. They just kind of took care of business, and I think they, you know, they were expected to win this game anyway. Uh, but I think with Baltimore, I mean, you know, in the AFC, besides, you know, really them, who's who can really challenge them? I don't think Kansas City can. They don't have any like any receiving whatsoever. Um, I mean, the Jags was still awful today. KT was still terrible. Yeah. He's the worst receiver in the league. And and somehow he burnt my Eagles in the Super Bowl last year. Figure that one out. Um, 
but you know, I mean, with the Ravens, like they're not, you know, they're not blowing teams. Like they're not really impressive. I mean, but then again, neither team is. Like, but that they're still really the team to beat in the AFC. And so further notice, I mean, Miami is kind of there, but their defense is terrible. Um, like you know, the Ravens have a good defense, but you know that's been suspect. You know, in a, in quite a few games this year. So you know, like no team has really stood out this year, but. The Ravens are definitely the favorites in the AFC, and I don't think that changes really going forward. I mean, oh, Trevor Lawrence, what are you doing? Um, but I don't think it changes. They're they're going to end up with the one seed unless something catastrophic happens. Um, so yeah, I think I think they they pretty much, if you look at what their path to the Super Bowl right now would be pretty. I guess, I mean, it's never easy in the playoffs, but as easy as it can be, I would think. Uh, so right now, they're in a really good spot. You know, they're playing well enough to win these games, and that's all you got to do at this time of year, just keep stacking wins and get into the playoffs hot, and I think they'll do that. So um, we'll see what happens. But the real big test for them is Christmas against uh, the Niners. Yeah, that's going to be fun. We're recording after that game Christmas night. That's going to be really, really fun to do. Speaking of really, really fun – Shane, the Bills are finally really, really fun because James Cook actually ran the ball today. God bless America. Is that how that works? Yes. <laughs> yes. There's uh, two ways to get offensive production in the NFL. You pass and you run. It's almost <laughs> like they forgot about that second one. I know. They forgot the second one for three years. And they finally did it today, Shane. And look, they won in, by... In like week 15. In week 15. <laughs> Shane, are you are you baffled? Do you think this team can be competitive in the playoffs if they play this moving forward? Do you think they're going to play this moving forward? Oh, he muted himself, I think. Oh. What, what do you think, Brandon? How do you feel about that? I... God, I, it's crazy with the bills. Like we, we've said it until our faces are blue, <laughs> Buffalo blue. Uh, Buffalo. We've, we, we've said it to our, to literally like we've been beating our, like ourselves <laughs> just over the head with it at this point where it's like, you know, run the ball. You have a good running back. That can be a great one in this league. If you just use him, which they finally figured out, in week 15, it's it's just like, man, where was this all season? And the thing is, if they would have done this from the start, we probably would be talking about them as the favorites in the AFC. But they but they they don't. They, they're just figuring it out now. I mean, like, and now their path to the playoffs is super difficult. So, I mean, you know. I'm glad that they figured it out, but man, what took you so long? It, it, it it's not that hard, you know. When and especially when you run the ball, it opens things up for the pass. And when you have an elite quarterback like Josh Allen, that's a pretty damn good thing. When you can run the ball that well, set up the pass. He didn't have to pass much today at all, really, because uh, the running game was was getting <laughs> what like six yards a carry pretty much throughout the game, averaging. Uh, or that's what at least what it felt like. Every run just felt like a massive run. Um, so, 
you know, when you have that at your disposal, use it. Don't put every like finally we're getting away from Josh Allen playing hero ball and it being a very close game or a very bad loss to now them actually blowing a good Dallas Cowboys team out of the water. So, you know, it's funny how that works when you actually, you know, stop being dumb for a second and and call the game correctly how it should be done. Um Shane, you've been talking about this for three years. Um, what, what, do you think this continues for them, or, or do you see them reverting back to Josh Allen being a Superman, as you say it every week this season? I think he's he's still bugged out. Oh, wait, yeah. He's, at, yeah, he's, he's, he's a little buggy. Sorry. You're My good. mic is having problems. No um, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Do you think this continues for them? Do you think they see this as a successful path? Or... I certainly hope so. <laughs> I mean, they have to be dumb not to, right? Especially going up against, um, you know, against Dallas, which is, in our minds, a top five team or whatever, you know? And for it to be that successful... I think you have to. Yeah, and, and speaking of Dallas, Brandon, you you are our NFC East expert on this show. How how do you view Dallas through fifteen weeks? Dallas to me can still be a contender. Like you know, I feel like we get on teams' cases a lot when they drop a couple games. Like the Niners dropped three games, you know. Everybody said, oh, you know, they're still fine. They're still a team to beat. And those were three ugly games. You know, Philly drops two games to two potential Super Bowl contenders and were looked at as trash. And then meanwhile, Dallas drops this game. And I guarantee tomorrow we're not going to hear that Dallas is trash. We're going to hear, oh, Dallas just had one bad game. Yeah. It's like, but, but. Even though Dallas you know, was absolutely awful today, beyond belief. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they looked worse against the Bills than we did, and we didn't even put a full four four quarters plus overtime together on them, and we still won the damn game. So, you know, it's – I still like Dallas's chances of making a deep playoff run. I, I, I mean, they are still a Super Bowl contender until further notice because, I mean, it's really them, Philly, and the Niners in the NFC. So it's, it's just a matter of, you know, can they kind of – you know, get right after a bad loss like this. And I, I think they can. I mean, they have a really tough schedule. Still remain. They still have, what, two or three tough games remaining. So, you know, it's it's not going to be easy for them. But, you know, they still got, you know, Miami and they still got Detroit coming. Those are two teams that can easily beat them. Um, Look at what Detroit did on I Saturday. Say, Look at yeah. the same point. Look what they did on Saturday. You know, so I, you know, I still like Dallas's chances of, of making a Super Bowl run. I mean, I don't think that that they can win it. Like, come on, it's Dallas. But you know, but at the same time, and also like, here's the thing: they have to figure out how to win games on the road. They're great at home. They're great, you know, under under a dome. So, you know, we we know that. But on the road, this team, you know, kind of struggles. They struggle in the playoffs on the road. They struggle, you know, they struggle today on the road in, in the kind of crappy conditions. So, you know, this team, if, if, if there's one flaw you can point to with this team, it's, you know, how do you win games on the road in tough environments? And they, they haven't proven that they can do that. So it's, you know, I still like them, you know, right now where they are. 
you know, and how and how they've been playing through 15 weeks. But you've got to figure out what you're doing on the road. And I mean, Dak can't have a game. Listen, he wasn't he wasn't the main problem today. That that whole team. That I mean, especially that that defense just got caved in. Uh, but he was not. He didn't play up to MVP level today at all. Uh, you know, the running game really wasn't there. Uh, they had a couple nice runs here and there, but other than that, that really didn't play a factor. Really, they were they were a bit just a non-factor on offense. Uh, you know, because they had they basically had to throw the ball. I mean, they were still trying to run the ball, and they were down by like two or three scores. And I'm like, why are you still trying to run the ball? You need to start throwing it, and they weren't doing that. So, I mean, you know, they got to figure out some things. You know, because when Dallas is trailing, especially when they trail to good, and this is another this is another problem too. This is another team above 500 that they couldn't beat. So, you know, yep. listen, I I know they beat Philly, but Philly had their own issues, and that was pretty evident. Like Philly, you know, I know my team better than most people do. You know, that's that's an above 500 mm-hmm. team, yeah, but that team has a lot of glaring issues, injuries, etc. You know, but the Bills, that's an above 500 team. You lost to them. You're like you, they've lost to what? What are they? One in four against 500 teams this year. Our teams above 500, I should say. So, well, that's, Seattle was above 500 when they beat them, but with, I mean, that well, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so but, but I, I think mean, they, yeah, I think they, I think they still have like what is it like three, four losses? They're still under 500 when it comes to playing above 500 teams. Yeah. Right. So, you know, so it's it's still a problem. And I mean, in the playoffs, you're facing teams that are basically all above 500, and you have to go on the road. So both of your problems are going to be staring you in the face. Come, you know, come January. So I still like where they are. It's just a matter of, you know, can they overcome those two issues and can they can Dak rebound, you know, like like the MVP that he's been proving he is this season. I hate to even say that. Those are such filthy words coming out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but can they rebound next week? You know, we'll see. And then that'll that'll kind of tell us, you know, how they respond to a little bit of adversity because they basically got punched in the mouth this week. So we'll see what happens. Shane, your thoughts on Dallas after an absolute shellacking today? Yeah, you know, it's um, I'm kind of with Brandon here. They just they they really struggle on the road. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, they're they're a great regular season team, but if they've got to play. You know, um, the Eagles in Philly in January outside, or if they've got to play San Francisco in San Francisco, which granted the weather's not too bad there, but still, it's they're definitely a much better team than Dallas is. So, you know, I. Yeah, I think they're going to, once again, as Dallas always does, they'll be great in the regular season. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's our year. And then, you know, then they and then they, uh, and they are terrible in the playoffs. I mean, I don't know. I, th- I think this year, more so than most years, um, the seeding for the playoffs is really going to matter a lot because – there are so many teams this year that have such specific problems. Um, 
like whether it's uh where they're playing or who just anyways. So I think it'll be interesting. Or the Chiefs having a terrible offense. Or uh, well, yeah. I mean, (laughs) yeah, it's a whole head today too. A whole host of issues. So yeah, and the fact that they allowed seventeen from the Patriots. I mean, no, that's not a lot of points, but this is supposed to be like one of the top five defenses in the NFL, and they let the Patriots score seventeen on them, like. What the biggest thing for me with that? Even game, Brandon Staley and the Chargers shut him out. Um, the biggest thing for me with Chiefs and Patriots. Number one, Taylor Swift is a football fan, and I love it. It's pretty great. Number two, oh, go away. <laughs> number two is that game was close. That for at least two and a half quarters. Brandon, yeah. you can back me up on this. That game was about a ten point game. Yeah. Like. Yikes, guys. Like, Bailey Zappi actually gives the Patriots a little bit of life, I'll be honest. But yikes, guys. Like, this team... Brandon, you, you've said this, I think, for weeks. I don't know how much you've said it on the pod. But this team looks like a one-and-done playoff team to you. I'm starting to feel the same way. You can go ahead on that thought because I think that's really important. I mean, like, when I when I look at them, you know, it's, it's crazy. Like, you know, they... What? They have one of the best head coaches is you know ever. They have an an MVP, you know, quarterback. Uh they have a Hall of Fame tight end. They have, you know, for for the most part of the season they've had a really good defense and they still do. And yeah Probably the best offensive line. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of and the it's best, like, I should say. Yeah. And it, and it's like, and it, but the but their main problem is their their offense can't score because their receivers can't catch, and you know it's it's funny how that works. Know, <laughs> like you know we 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 sit here and say like it's crazy because everybody over like just like with Philly everybody overlooked the problems until the problems became glaring in bad losses. When they lost to Philly, what was the main problem? Receivers couldn't catch. And that even Travis Kelsey had a bad game. So he's having the worst season of his career since he started dating Taylor Swift. I wonder if that's significant. That's that's the effect. She breaks men down. Uh, and then writes like, songs about them. Yeah. Oh, I I can't wait for this season uh, to end and see what happens after this. But like it, you know, the Chiefs. I mean. I remember what the, the, the here's the thing though. Andy Reid had these same kind of issues in Philadelphia, and this is why Andy Reid didn't win a Super Bowl in Philadelphia. When when he had a good team around him, even with T.O., the rest of the receiving core was trash. It was absolute utter trash. Uh, you know, you had a, you had a good quarterback. Some you know a couple. Uh, there are people out there. I mean, I don't. I don't I'm not one of them. But there are people out there who believe that I'm Don McNabb was a borderline Hall of Famer. Um, you yeah, know, he's pretty underrated. Ter- yeah, so, you know, Terrell Terrell Owens is a, clearly a Hall of Famer. Uh, and he played on a bro he played on a broken leg in that Super Bowl, but he had not- and he had nine catches for a buck twenty. Like, we, we you know that's insane. But you know, so Andy Reid, you know, he knows how to get to the big games, even with so so teams. So I'm not counting them out of anything yet, but. That receiving core is so bad that how can you trust him to win even a playoff game? 
I would argue it's Especially, the worst in the NFL. Are you? Do you guys agree? I think it's the worst in the entire league. Your receiving core? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Oh be. yeah. 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 They can't catch. That's the whole point yeah. of a receiver. Your job is to <laughs> catch <laughs> the football. They should be playing defense. Um, yeah. Yeah. They all they no, be great. They all be great at playing DB. Oh yeah. I know. Jeez. They, yeah, yeah, and, it, and yeah, because I mean, last year Kelsey was having a much better season, you know, playing like he normally does, um, and they had Juju, who hasn't done much this year, but it's New England, so you know, what do you expect? <laughs> um, <laughs> they viewed him as a wide receiver four, by the way, New England this year. Think about that for a moment. Yeah, but in Kansas City, uh, he was good because I mean, well, he was their number one basically. But, um, but you know, he was still—I mean, he wasn't like as good as he was in his prime, definitely. But like, he was still fine. Uh, so you know, having those two guys, it was like I—I I feel like it sort of masked the problem a little bit <laughs> and uh yeah now that they are now that he's gone and kelsey is back to his uh not back to no kelsey is now in his strange slump the uh, swift era basically because that's kind of what's going on yeah god yeah um yeah going to argentina for the weekend instead of practicing um this is, you know, this is what happens. So, um, I, I don't mean to be a hater. I'm just, I'm I, just saying. I want to ask a question to to the Chiefs GM and their head coach and Andy Reid. Trade deadline was what a month ago now, a month and a half. Briefly, yeah. Oh, uh, Brandon Cooks is a wide receiver three on the Cowboys. He's a really good one. He can be a wide receiver one. He probably wouldn't have cost a metric ton. What about him? Uh, yeah. Shoot, I'm trying to think. How about make an offer to the Raiders, a significant one for Devontae Adams? How about how about Garrett they Wilson? They wouldn't do that. Well, yeah, I don't think they would. How about Garrett Wilson? I don't think the Jets would do it, but how about give a significant offer for that? I mean, he's pretty upset with what's going on there. I mean, part of it's Aaron Rodgers. I'm trying to think. Deontay Johnson is having a rough time in Pittsburgh. Was that an option? I mean, I'm just trying to think about this. There's a lot of pretty good receivers in the NFL right now, even at wide receiver three. I named some wide receiver ones there. I named a wide receiver three in Brandon Cooks, but you get my point. It's not yeah, like... Most teams, most teams' wide receiver threes are better than their one. <laughs> to, sometimes, like, to, like a degree. to a degree, yes. Um, not that I named all of them, but still. The reality of the matter is this. Can't you not give up a third, a fourth, a second for a receiver about a couple months ago? You didn't even have a thought to do that? I just can't believe that. I just don't understand. And some of it is cap concerns. I get it. But, like, really, guys? Your your number one receiver is Kadarius Tony. He's the guy you Jesus. want to get the ball to on this roster right now. 
and he's making some of the worst offensive decisions I've ever seen. And you guys are just like backing him up like no tomorrow. Why? Well, that's what happens when you pay your quarterback $900 million. Yeah, um, thank you. Yep, yeah. Not nine. All, that's an we, exaggeration, of course, but we we all saw this coming. Like like you know, everybody mm-hmm. was like, oh, you know, when Mahomes signed, everybody was like, oh, Mahomes is going to be a chief. This is going to be great. They're going to win like you know six Super Bowls. I'm like, well, they still can, but they will not run by us. But when he signed it, we were like, yeah, give it a couple years. They won't have anything left to to you know spend on anybody else at any position really. And and that's the biggest oh. reason they traded Tyree Kill because they didn't have enough money to keep yeah. him around, so they got to trade him for nothing. They traded him for quite a few picks, though, didn't they? Uh, which were all receivers. That sucked, including Sky Moore. <laughs> um, I mean, it's true. That's what they did. I know. I, I well, I remember when we were talking about this, Rob, back when the uh, when that contract was was signed, because we were saying because it's a ten year. Five hundred million dollar deal. First of all, it feels like a baseball contract. I mean, second and, of all, and, and by the way, I just want to mention this: it's getting restructured every year, and they're doing nothing with the restructuring. And it's like right. in total, it's like one hundred ninety million. But my point before you continue, Shane, is they're restructuring this every year to pick up pieces like receivers, like offensive linemen, like they yeah. did two years ago, and they're doing nothing with it. I know. But continue, Shane. Well, then. You know, we said, uh, oh, he'll probably last, like, <clears throat> maybe five, six years of that deal. Because at some point, it's going to be way too expensive, and either the Chiefs are going to say, we can't do this anymore, or he's going to get pissed off and say, let me be traded to somewhere where I have weapons. Well, we, we are, there. what, three years, three years in right now? Yeah, we're there. We're right on track. <laughs> we're there already, I would argue. Um, you know who else is getting a big contract who I'm kind of confused about? Russell Wilson. Help me, please, guys. Brandon, I'll start with you. How do you describe the Broncos' season in 2023 so far? I mean, if there, if there was ever a roller coaster of emotions, this, this team is it. Uh uh, like they, we, we, everybody and their mother counted them out dead in the water, uh, you know, a, a month plus into this season. And, you know, here they are. I mean, they, I mean, they're seven and seven. Uh, so, I mean, they're going to eventually probably not make the playoffs, but I mean, but for them to even be in the, in the hunt after the way they started was, was that was something else. But Russell Wilson himself, I mean, he, God, like it, it, it started out as, Hey, you know, he looks like he might get better than a little bit than last year, but you know, that's not hard to do when last year was quite arguably, it's arguably one of the worst seasons in that for a quarterback in NFL history. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't hard to do better, uh, but I mean, you know, his numbers aren't bad. I mean, he's really, the only thing is he's up and down. There's some games where he's looking like the Russell Wilson old, and some games where it's like, okay, there, there's the Russ from last year. Uh, I mean, Sean Payton blew up on him on the sideline. Again. Uh, that was Again. something to see. He's done that six yeah. times this season. Six. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that, that's <laughs> just, I mean, 
it's like he hasn't, I mean, in some games, he hasn't been the biggest problem. Uh, you know, the play calling, which is, you know, been atrocious all year. Yeah. Has been, you know, like 90% of the problem. Um, but you know, it's, 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 it's weird that they're even in a position where they're, they're still mathematically alive after how they start. Like, it's just been, a, it has been a roller coaster season. Like we were talking about them, what, two weeks ago as, you know, making that wild card. And now all of a sudden, you know, where we're here now after, you know, them getting blown out by Detroit. And now it's like, yeah, they're probably done. Um, I mean, like they gave it a valiant effort, but you know, nothing on that team really is anything to write home about. They've just kind of, you know, found ways to win. You know, Russ hasn't looked great, but he's done what he had to, and, you know, you know, a few of these wins along the way. But ultimately, you know, it's like, what do you, it's like, what kind of grade do you give this season? Cause Sean Payton was brought in to, to fix Russ. And it's like, has he not really, um, well, yeah, you know, like it's, I mean, relative it's like, to last year. <laughs> yeah. Well, as I'm, as I'm saying, like, you know, they, they expected more than, than even this, I think like they didn't, I don't think they went into it thinking, Hey, as long as we get them a little bit better, we'll be okay. Like, I think they wanted more. They wanted, you know, old kind of old vintage Russ. Um, but when he's 35 years old, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, he, and he's not mobile anymore. And he, his arm has become basically a noodle. Um, you know, so it was foolish to even think that. And I know I was one of the people I was like, Oh, maybe Sean Payton can do that. But I'm like, oh, and then when I saw, you know, going into the season, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, it ain't happening. But I mean, they were fun to watch for a time. Like we can say that, but that's about it for the Broncos. Like they were just fun to watch when they got hot, but that that's it. Like, there's not much more you can really say about them. Shane, what, how do you grade it? How do you view their season? I mean, we have a couple weeks left here, three weeks left, but how do you view it after last night? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say it's just like a, a solid C. Yeah, like, yeah. Could it have gone better sure but like considering last year i mean it's pretty good what happened this season <laughs> um you know the fact that they are just even competitive in the playoff hunt is a massive achievement Miracle. considering yeah considering where they were so um not even last year but where they were at the beginning of this year so, uh, yeah, you know, it's not like the most amazing thing, but, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be, it's going to be interesting where they go in the future. Cause whether they keep Sean or Russ which I feel like they would be inclined to keep one of them. They're um, going to keep both. It's only the first year of them together. Yeah. No, I know, but I'm I'm talking like in I'm talking like in a few years. Yeah. Um I feel like Sean 
I feel like Russ likes Sean, but not really vice versa. <laughs> it kind of, it kind of um, it, I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, it, it, you know, Russ is all, I mean, there's been so many leaks about how he tried to get Pete fired from Seattle and get Sean Payton in there, which, you know, I wish that had happened, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and just, speaking very highly of him yet with uh sean payton you know he's never really like sitting there going oh yeah russ is great he's uh, he's always you know you just see him on the sidelines like chewing him out it's, <laughs> it's just like this uh this does not seem like a a healthy dynamic here but uh you know so i i don't know it's Maybe I'm just looking too far into it, but no, I don't think um, you are at all. I don't think. You but are I'm. Not, I'm just thinking, like in the future, you know, how is this gonna? How's this gonna go? I don't. I don't know. But I, I think at some level with Denver, just look at their sidelines the last two years since Russ has got there. That tells you what their seasons are. Um, yeah, like it's it's so like unbelievably clear. It's it's just weird. Um, we'll see what next year is, but they're definitely weird to me. I'm going to quickly talk about vikings Bengals. That game was stupid. That game was the <laughs> definition of stupidity. Can we please... Can, can, can I please have a word with the NFL? And, and I know why this game was on NFL. Why is this a national TV game on a Saturday morning slash afternoon where your two quarterbacks are Nick Mullins and Jake Browning? What are we doing? And, well, it sounded like that was their fault. True, but I but you remember they decided on these games last week. The games to put on Saturday they decided last week, and they had yeah. like a span of five oh. or six that they could pick, and they picked these three. And look, the game was fun, yes, but all of their throws, particularly Jake Browning, yeah, he threw the ball well, but all of them were stupid miracle throws. Every single one of them were so dumb, yet they just worked. It was absolutely insane. Um, but Chris Rose on the commentary was fun. That's kind of all I have to say about that. Uh, other things here. Uh, Falcons, Panthers, we should have gone to it. It was four bucks and there was nobody in the stands. <laughs> and yeah, the the game- plane ticket would have been more. The plane ticket would have absolutely been oh more expensive. Oh, my God. And the game <sighs> oh, yeah. seven to nine. Yeah, I wouldn't have sat Panthers. through that. There's no way. Even for four dollars? <laughs> no. I mean, no. I wouldn't sit through that for free. Yeah. Because God, that's bad. Oh. Um, well, that was painful. You know what else was painful? Bears Broncos. What a hail mary finish that didn't work out. That was a really difficult catch by Moody, but yeah, he should have caught that. Yeah, Bears Broncos. You mean uh, uh, no Bears, Bears Browns? Browns. Your, your, Bears, man, yeah. <laughs> your man Joe Flacco got 450k Shane for that W. Oh yeah, and only a few God. picks. <laughs> like, how how do you throw for nearly 400 yards but have three interceptions? That's that's wild. I mean, that's and a somehow uh, they won the game. That's that's like a. That's totally a Matt Ryan stat right there. <laughs> I think Matt Ryan was calling the game. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Ironic. Wrong. I could be wrong, but I think he was. Um, actually, no, it was on Fox, wasn't it? Never mind. Um, let's see. So, we have different roles for Comeback Player of the Year on on this show. We don't just pick it based on injuries. I like to also think about the player's track record and things of that nature. Right now, my Comeback Player of the Year is Baker Mayfield. I, I've been... Look, is it perfect? No. But it's serviceable. It's more than serviceable. Yeah, and the Packers defense sucks. I get that. But he went off today. He, he Right now, he's winning my Comeback Player of the Year. Um, regardless of um, of DeMar Hamlin, which I know is going to win the award anyway, and I'm fine with that, but he hasn't played enough snaps for me. Uh, Shane, who do you have for Comeback Player of the Year right now? Well, you know, that's the, war, that, yeah, that's the award I really have not thought about much. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I don't hate Baker winning it, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. how do I say this without sounding like an asshole? Um, <laughs> I, I don't, DeMar Hamlin. Yeah, I know he's going to win it, but I don't. I know, and I know why, because, I mean, the dude almost died, so, like, I, I get it, um, but it's not like he's played. He's played uh, 10 <laughs> snaps maximum this year, guys. Yeah, I like, mean, he what, He hasn't even know. been on their 53. Like, I get it, and I'm fine that he wins it. I'm not, I'm not trying to sound, we're, I'm not, I don't think we're all trying to sound horrible here. I'm just trying to be realistic. The guy's only played 10 snaps. Like, yeah, I think he deserves... I think if he wins it, am I going to complain about it? No, it's fine. It's deserving. But it's also like there are guys who are starting like Baker Mayfield and playing a significant role for their teams that I think deserve it more for what this season has been. Brandon, what what are your thoughts on Comeback Player of the Year and kind of where you have it at this time? I I remember I told you Rob, who who I would have picked like it was like two weeks ago. I told you on the phone. I cannot remember who it was for the life of me though. Two weeks ago, I, jo- two weeks ago, I think for us it was Josh Dobbs, and I don't think I don't it, think it might have been, and I don't think he deserves to win it. I really don't. He's been demoted to QB three. Yeah. So I, I yeah I you got to be consistent enough all year to win that award. Yeah, and then the more I think about it, I'm like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like consistent on the it, bench all year. It's it like you know, I mean, it's so tough because he went like even I'm looking at the favorites right now, right? And this got updated two days ago, so before these games, but two days ago. And Demar Hamlin is like gonna he's gonna win it because he's like he's so far ahead of everybody else. But second on the list, actually tied for second, there's three guys. There's Tua, Lamar, and Matthew Stafford. And why does Lamar deserve comeback player of the year? I, or Tua? I don't know. Tua just because know. he had a couple concussions. I don't know if that. That again. That's why. That's why I like to vote comeback player of the year differently. I don't like to view it just because a guy got hurt. I think the award yeah. has become 
too much of, oh, the guys got hurt. No, I'm, I'm ignoring DeMar Hamlin for this comment. I, I, that's completely different. I don't like that the award has always been, who is the guy who was hurt who had a bounce back year? You know who won the award last year? Geno Smith. And he yeah. absolutely should have won it last year. Why? Not because he got hurt. Because the guy was a middling backup and actually played like a serviceable starter all season last year. That's how I like to view the award. And yeah. and I know it's not only a quarterback award, but to me, Baker Mayfield fits that exact description this year to a much lesser degree. But to me, he he does it. Lamar? Well, the Lamar. Yeah, Matthew, right now. Matthew, it's, Matthew yeah. Stafford, just because he had a chronic shoulder injury? What? Why? Yeah, I don't know, but that that's what Vegas currently had or current as as current as two days ago had had as their their tied for second. And then uh I'll read you, I'll read you the rest of the list, because honestly for me, I don't I mean, DeMar is gonna get it. Baker's the only one that kinda makes sense because the rest of them either haven't been consistent or they're or they're just quarterbacks that are you know, whatever. So obviously DeMar's the favorite. Tua Lamar and Stafford are all Tied for second with plus twelve hundred, uh, and then there's a there's a two way there's two players tied for third, Russell Wilson and Joe Flacco. No, no, and Joe, then, no, Joe Flacco winning the award because he played a month of football to me is really weird. Yeah, and Russell really. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know why, but that's that's what it had. That, that this is from literally from Fox Sports too. Um, Fox, I'd man. give that award to Sean Payton before I give it to Russ. <laughs> You're not wrong. Where's Baker? Is he but, on the list? Ba- Baker's behind them. Baker's uh, fourth. That's dumb. So Baker's what? behind all of them. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, I I don't understand why, but because he's the only one that's played every game this year. And I also want to so, say this. Baker's not acted like a diva. He's acting like a damn quarterback all year long. Yeah. yeah. Like, I... I don't like know, that. I don't even... I mean, Baker's probably the only person at this point that it makes logical sense to pick. I, from just yeah, a I think pure... So. Yeah, because, like, you know, listen, DeMar is a great story, but he... I, I mean, I don't want this to come out wrong, but this is what his role has been this year. He's a glorified cheerleader. Uh, he so, has not been on the 53-man enough this year even for me to consider him for the award. And that's not – again, I'm not – I am not. I don't think we're being asses saying this. I think it's about the integrity of the award. I, yeah. I, I, I just – the, the award is about guys playing and making an impact. Like, I'll be honest. If DeMar Hamlin started all 17 games this year or at least 12 of them, which I could be wrong. He might have started 12 of them, but I think he's only started five or six. So if, if I'm wrong, please crucify us in the comments. That's fine. If, if that's the re- like, If he played all 17 games, I wouldn't even have this conversation. But he didn't. He was on the inactive list for most of the year. That's just how I feel about it. I just think it hurts the integrity of the award in the yeah. most respectful way possible. Because I'm fine if he wins the award, but I just think it hurts the award. I yeah, you're right. I think that's yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, I think yeah. I mean, the only one, you know, I mean, we've been saying it, but the only one that really, that really, truly qualifies for this award is Baker Mayfield. Yeah. 
so it's it's you know i mean he he he's the one that, that i think you know deserves to win it but it's but man having a lot of those other guys on this list i'm like what did they do with them that qualifies them for comeback player of the year they got injured that's all yeah they got but it's injured like in the previous year or didn't play joe flacco much if at all that's just that's crazy to me i mean i yeah it's i mean it has it has to be baker you would think it just, it just has to be the thing is, like, nobody, I can't. nobody is watching the Bucks this year. But if you are yeah. watching the Bucks this year, Baker's been great. He's been he's been really good for what we expected him to be to start the year. Like, bro, he was in a actual quarterback competition with Kyle Trask in the off season. We, I think, we all had this conversation that we might even start Trask over him just because he's younger. He's come in here and played 15 games at a pretty solid level for his capabilities. I don't think that's something that we can just scoff at. He's got this team in a playoff position right now. Regardless of how much we hate it because of the record, he's got this team in a pretty pretty much a playoff spot right now. That counts for something. And we thought that that, you know, under Baker Mayfield, we thought Mike Evans would have a down year. Mike Evans has, has another 1000-yard season. There you go. Yeah, he's so, had. Yeah, you know he Mike Evans has had the was it the sixth most amount of thousand yard seasons of any receiver in NFL history. Jesus. Yeah, no, and then the thing is, he has the record for what most consecutive. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. One, yeah. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, not ten seasons Jesus, of a thousand yards. Like almost his entire career. And by the way. The Bucks and him didn't come to a contract agreement. He will be a free agent this offseason. Bring him to Philly. Want him. Bring him. <laughs> bring him. Bro, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Mike Evans, make it happen. I don't care. Make it happen. Make it happen. That's kind of all I had for today. Niners had a big win. Rams, I, I think we've kind of said our piece about them. Um, same with the Dolphins, Texans, Titans. Packers. I, I think we've kind of set our piece with a lot of these teams. Um, so, uh, have you guys thought... So, we had a decision, because, you know, Shane and I live in Seattle. Brandon's an Eagles fan. We wanted to do, like, a super fun, no-money exchange kind of bet for this game tomorrow. And, Shane, you can be on Brandon's side if you want. Like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with the... I, I gotta stick with the yeah, home turf. You gotta ride or die. Okay, so then what? What's if we're not doing money? What kind of ideas do you guys have for this like in-show fun bet thing? Because okay. uh, I'm gonna be honest, I forgot to think of something. Here, I here's I try to. Here's my proposal. Brandon, you want it? You want to go first? Well, I was just going to say, I tried to think of stuff, and no matter what I think of, it either it either involves money, or it's it's just like, I, I have no clue. I really can't think of anything good. Here, My proposal is, Shane, you and I go get a pie of Brandon's choice. Whatever, okay. or, or, we, or whoever wins, we get a pie, and then we have to have someone throw the pie in our face. And we record it and put it up on social media. 
That's so boring. Is that boring? <laughs> no, 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 not boring. It's just generic. It's really generic, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 st- um, the stakes are not high enough. No, no, it's going to be... This is our post credit scene, by the way, figuring out what our bet is. Because <laughs> I haven't... Yeah, I like it. We got time. God, I don't even know. I... Jesus. Oh my god. The winner gets a blind date with a random lucky fan. I don't I don't know if we have enough and also that seems very weird. I'm joking. Um Oh oh okay wait wait wait. What so Oh god. I have Okay wait wait. Brandon, what's the weirdest thing a uh, person can do in New Jersey. Like, what's the most New Jersey thing you can think of? Uh, Jesus. I mean, where do I start? Uh, <laughs> uh, damn. I, my God. I, I think the worst thing, but see, everything involves, like, probably having to go to the Jersey Shore. That's, that's a hike from here. Uh, it's either that or like going sometime into the city, but also I I don't have time to go into the city. Uh, but I think probably one of the worst things you could do. I mean, I mean, it all it all kind of involves food because in New Jersey everything's about food. That's fine. We can so, do like a food based thing. So, Jesus, though, like like some of the worst like it's not worse, but it's considered a cardinal sin here. Is like. You know, if you get yourself like a a breakfast sandwich, and you like, and you don't put like any salt, pepper, ketchup on it, you eat it dry. That's considered like a sin here. Uh, but I mean, that that's but I I do that in it. I do that anyway. So it's like that's not really a punishment. Uh, it's it's hard because, damn, I would say, oh my god, like. I don't know anything crazy in New Jersey that you could really do, but I know that, like, because nothing really goes down here that's too crazy anyway, unless you guys want me to ride around through, like, Newark in the middle of the night. <laughs> like that's... Well, I want you to live. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's about, that's probably the most extreme thing you could do, is like, hey, I'm going to go to some really bad areas around New Jersey and try to see if I can survive the night. That's that's probably the craziest thing you could do here. Um, uh, you won't survive it, obviously, but you know, ah, oh, damn! It's just like, I mean, the crazy thing is, you can find, you can find. I guess the only bet I can think of is, and even even it sounds stupid. Like whoever wins, like I guess you have, you would have to pick. I'm not gonna say your most valuable possession, but I would say maybe one of your top five most prized possessions, and then just like smash it into pieces. I have an but, idea. Wait, I have an idea thinking about food. The loser has to eat. And I'll put it in the chat. The loser has to go to Arby's and God. eat. Where is the local Arby's? This. I don't think we do we have one. Or we Where is, oh, is it what I think it's going to be, or, Robert? Or we make something of equivalent value. Go in the chat. Oh. Oh, Lord. Me. 
Hold on, hold on. I got any. I got, first of all, I need to see if there's an Arby's near me because there used to be one. Oh yeah, the closest, <laughs> the closest Arby's near me is, and both of them are in New York City. One of them's in Queens, and one of them is actually in New York City. And then the other one is as far as Wachung. So that and that's literally like a good hike away from from me. So we either go to Arby's and have this, or make something of equivalence. Oh my! That is gonna give us one of us a stroke. Oh, good lord! Arby's. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me. Or, or oh, let me. Oh, let me. Oh, or how about this? We we have to eat Burger King, the biggest thing at Burger King, and sing the song and put it up on social media. I mean, that would also involve a heart attack. Um, no. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I want to die while eating food. Okay, wait. Let me let, let me go to Google here. Let me go to Google. Yeah, good. Um, good safe punishments for for losing bets. Yeah, that yeah, don't yeah. That don't involve cash. That don't involve cash. Uh, or death. Uh, or possible yeah. death. <laughs> cash. Okay, cash here we here we go. Here we go. Um, organize. <laughs> organize a flash mob. Uh, oh lord! I don't know how to even not do, do that. that. Um, sing a song in public. Uh, I do that. I I do karaoke, so that's not that great. Uh, where? Yeah, well, I sing at gigs all the time. For okay, so that's not that bad for me either. Um, wear clothes inside out for a day. Um, oh, you like the, you can do the dyed hair thing. Oh, go around speaking. In a different accent. I can't do that because I don't know how to do accents. Like, like go up to someone and be like, "Hey, ma'am, how you doing today?" <laughs> My name is Demetrius Bartholomew the Third. I'd like to order some orange chicken. <clears throat> um, let's see. Stand on a busy street corner and di- that's stupid. Um, Go to. This is so specific. Go to an Asian grocery store dressed in a giant chicken suit. (laughs) That's kind of. I still. um, I. I still. I still think the most innocent one probably would be to do like the dyed hair thing, where it's like, so if if whichever team wins. The loser has to get the loser team color. The winning team's color. Oh fucking hell! (laughs) Oh yeah, so green for us and then blue for Brandon. Yeah. I don't. Oh my god. We could do that. That's fun. Um. Um. Yeah. Also Wait, let me let me see. I'm also thinking about this in the sense that I know I'm gonna lose the bet. Well, I'm fully prepared to lose the damn bet. I I have no faith in my Eagles. Let's see. Oh, I see what you're looking at. Parade.com. I see. I see how you how you found that. Yep. 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 Creative punishments for children. I mean, we are like glorified children. Uh, 
We are very much oh, children. God. You know that that seems like an idea. Yeah. Uh uh I'm trying to what's like oh what's a food you guys hate? Oh, I hate anything with cilantro in it. You have to. Eat, what if we say you have to eat? You have to eat food with the with the food you hate the most. Like whether it's a condiment like cilantro, for an entire day. We have to put it like you know all over the food probably. Yes. Well, in oh, that Lord. case, I absolutely hate pizza. Um, <laughs> you know it's. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Brussels sprouts. Um, Brussels sprouts, really? yeah. They're not so popular yeah. here on the West Coast. Yeah, here, here, you know, you, you eat them pretty much, like, not every day, obviously, but you eat them like with a lot of your like Thanksgiving or Christmas dinners. You, you know, you usually have Brussels sprouts here. Oh. Eat what's considered a holiday meal for an entire week, or eat like oh, basically God. eat eat eat. Robert, like why do twelve years involve food? Because it's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, that that wouldn't be absolute torture. Um, where a the loser has to wear a humiliating sign that says "I lost a bet for the day." <laughs> Oh man! I mean, that would be fun. Oh, shotgun a can of chunk Campbell's chunky soup. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would choke. Yeah, that's that's that's. Uh, oh. That's kind of a funny idea, though. That's um, pretty funny. That's a good one because we can say like we can we have to say the commercial like. Hey, it's halftime. Have a Campbell's Chunky Soup, and then we have to chug it down. Oh, God. Yeah, can you, yeah, the, the, yeah, the Chunky Soup. Oh, yeah, you, you would choke. There's no way you could get that down. But what if we do, like, not, like, not the, what if we do, like, the, what is it, the, the, like, chicken noodle one? So you can actually chug it, chug it down. Or here's an idea. Um... The, the loser has to wear the winning team's hat in public for a day, like at work or at whatever. I mean, that's... <laughs> I was thinking that, but that involves me getting an Eagles hat, which I could do. Yeah, I don't have a Seahawks hat, so... I don't know. Actually, I don't know anybody that does. It's crazy. I know Dolphins fans. I know Giants fans. I know Jets fans. I know Steelers fans. I know Cardinals. I know a Cardinals fan. I know fans of so many different teams. Not a single Seahawks fan. Except us. Except <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, but you guys aren't going to ship me a hat all the way from the West Coast to here. Oh, God. I... Wear, wear a temporary tattoo on your face. Yeah. Of what? Of the of the of the winning team's logo. Hmm. Or anywhere for can, that matter. Can it be a neck tat? 
you can do it you can do do it yeah or do it anywhere that's yeah wear a temporary tattoo like you can do it on your shoulder you can do it on your face or your neck yeah that works i i like that one just walk around put it on my shoulder and walk around public with a tank top on hey how you doing i'm an eagles fan what's going on all right, I'll, I'll, I'll you guys want to do that one? Because I, I think that one's fun. Yeah. Oh, pretty, my God. Uh, oh, oh, they have, they have it on eBay. They have it on eBay. They have Seahawks temporary tattoos on eBay for six bucks. Damn. <laughs> uh, or, or, we can do, or we can do the Al Michaels. This is actually called the Al Michaels, which is oh, eat, Lord. eat a four-course meal during halftime of your favorite team's game. Oh, he does. I don't know about that. But you can't have steak or any meat. because Actually, no, you can only have meat because he's a meat guy. Oh, my God. That's yeah, hasn't yeah. He, doesn't he say he's never eaten a vegetable or something? Yeah, so we can't have any vegetables. I Yeah, I, I would prefer to have to not clog my arteries. Or could I we love vegetables. We, could we do something where we, like, give out kindness to random people? Or is that stupid? No, it's like it's not really a punishment. That's just a good thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't need to be punished to do that. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Read an entire book, and write a book report on it. I'll say a paragraph. Oh Lord, read it, no! Read it on the show. No, you know what? I would definitely do that. Oh well, yeah. I would definitely. Oh no! You can make a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> oh 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 oh! This this is a this is a this is a great idea. We should have it where. Oh, this is great. So what what's the team you hate the most, Brandon? Uh, well, I think it's pretty obvious. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. And then for us, is it the Niners, Shane? Is that the main one that we hate the most? Probably, at least most people around here, it's kind of the consensus, yeah. Do a five-slide PowerPoint presentation on the show and post it on social media. It's basically we make a cow... Shane and I have to make a Cowboys presentation. Brandon, you have to make a Niners presentation. And we have to explain... Wouldn't it be... Or or we can do it the opposite way, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. And then what's the presentation about? It's about the, the team that you hate the most. So we would have to do a presentation on the Cowboys or whatever and someone or the, like, yeah. Yeah, or the Niners. And yeah, we have to do a PowerPoint presentation about how much they suck. Or or just saying or giving giving reasons as to why they their franchise is better than ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, was, we have, we, yeah, we yeah. can do like ten reasons the franchise is better. yeah. Ten reasons yeah, like if it's yeah, if, if the we Eagles win, then Rob and I would say, "Okay, ten reasons why the Niners are better than this, uh, a better franchise than the Seahawks." <laughs> That's not and hard then, to come up with. And then, well, uh, yeah. yeah. And then, Brandon, <laughs> for you, you would have to do ten reasons why the Cowboys are a better franchise. That's fine. I like that. Okay, that I like that. That's a good one. We'll do that one. I think that one's fun. I can, I actually and want me, to see I'm Brandon do that. Because he'll be, he'll be so doomed. <laughs> be, oh, the, the, you have no idea how begrudgingly I'm I'm going to put that PowerPoint together. 
No, we're, and... we're not doing a PowerPoint. We're doing 10 reasons live on the show. Oh, God. Oh, that, oh, the the, the can... thing is, you know, we'll both... <laughs> We'll both have to look back to like you know the '90s in order to find a time when <laughs> when that was the case. Um, but you know, there we go. Throw it, throw <laughs> in our last, throw in our last zinger before hell strikes us tomorrow. Yes. All right, that I like that one. We went through a bunch of bed ideas. Let us know how you think about bed ideas for future bets that we do on the show. Um, but yeah. That's kind of all I had. Tomorrow we're doing Brokeback Mountain for our movie. And, and Shane, I have a question for you. I have an answer. Speaking of movies, next week is our Christmas show. Are you or are you not picking a Christmas movie? Would you like me to? I think that would be preferable if you if you would like it. We can do a Christmas movie. Just got to think of which one. The- I know, I know Rob hates it, but Die Hard. Die hard. <laughs> uh, Iron one, Man the, three. Iron Man three. The one that the one that Brandon was thinking was doing. Uh, what the Grinch? Which which one is it? The yeah, Jim Carrey's. Jim Carrey's Jim Carrey Grinch. Yeah. You know, I know the um, the guy who was the assistant director on that movie, oh which my. is kind of fun. Yeah, he went to our high school. Um, That's right. Hmm. Yeah. Long before, uh, oh, you met him too, Robert, yes, didn't I you? Yeah, did. I forgot um, he was the, ex- the assistant on that movie. Yeah, he's got some wacky stories from that one. Um, yeah, that's actually that's actually not a bad one to do for since it's like since it's a feature length film adapted from you know a thirty minute cartoon. Yeah, I, which I, I, that's I just, not. An easy I, thing to do. We can also do it as a group too, but for the next week, just think of ideas for us to do a, a Christmas film. Since we're, you know, doing a Christmas space show, I think it makes sense to do uh, some type of Christmas film. I wonder what my what my final film is going to be. The grand finale. The final film. Well, you're. I go out with a bang. You got to go out with a bang, and that's week. 18, by the way, Shane. It's got to be week 18, all right. Yeah, it's got to be uh, got to be something good, but also, like, kind of epic, you know? Avengers Endgame. Hmm. No, please, no. God, I, no. I, um, I don't think it's that good. No, I don't either. Um, hmm. I'll think of something. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So ne- tomorrow we're doing Brokeback Mountain. That's going to be one of the what? What category is that going into? Like a true classic, or what's kind of? No, it's like a. No, it's a. Sort of a, a romance drama western. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very weird. Yeah. It's kind of weird for the genres. I mean, we've the thing is we've pretty much hit every genre so far. So now I'm just sort of. Uh, you know, I'm sort of going back to like just different movies that you know that I really enjoy that hit a variety of genres like that one or um Yeah. Honestly one of my favorite parts about this movie is the soundtrack. Is made by um I can't remember his name. Gustavo Santolaya. 
And he's the guy who did all the music for The Last of Us. Oh. And it's so pretty. <laughs> um, he won an Oscar for Best Soundtrack, rightfully so. But, yeah, you'll see. Anyways. Yeah. All right, well, thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Shane. I hope you all enjoy the game tomorrow. We will be more than likely live uh, tomorrow, recording tomorrow for that game. Uh, and then we're going to take a week off and be here on Christmas Day after Ravens and Niners, which is definitely the best game of the week next week. So that's going to be super fun. Uh, kind of recap everything yep. in one show next week. We decided to do it on Christmas so that we can have some cookies and have some fun. Christmas shows are always a blast. So that's going to be mm-hmm. very, very fun. Uh, but we will see you all tomorrow. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, see you all soon. Yes, sir. See you. See you guys. Take care.